I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. Hello, Sean. Hello to the listeners. It's a great day. Oh, not often we say hello to the listeners, actually. Fair play, Connor. No, I normally normally ignore them completely because if I think about it too much and all of the millions and millions of people tuning in, I would ultimately then probably just say something embarrassing like Marvel is good. <laughs> oh, 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 Connor, you've oh, sown oh, oh. seeds of division right at the start of the podcast <laughs> and you know what? I respect you for it. Um, I hate podcasts to have fake rivalries and we do it all the time. <laughs> I know because it's uh, it's I like... If it started off as us picking rivalries with random celebrities, and then it yeah. evolved into us having rivalries with each other. Uh, the, the issue oh. was we, we came for The Rock, and he was too charismatic, and we, we couldn't do anything soon. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, he was too big, so if in person, he would also rip us apart. So it, ultimately, it was a lose-lose situation. That's true. But you know what's not a lose-lose situation, Connor, is explaining what Hero or Zero is. Hero or Zero is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points. And we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I normally choose DC characters. Sean normally chooses Marvel characters. We like all characters, but we've just chosen these two sides to make it easier. So, Sean, <laughs> it is your week. As last week, I did a report on Kyle Rayner. The Green yes. Lantern, who, I mean, one of my faves. So I'm interested to know who you've come back with this week. That's And I was very impressed with Kyle Rayner. Now, um, I've been keeping up with She-Hulk on Disney+. Um, and a character I covered a little while ago, Frogman, um, 
is apparently showing up in She-Hulk, which everyone's really excited about. But there is one other character that shows up in She-Hulk that I think everyone is perhaps even more excited for to see, Connor. Uh, oh. Now, it's By not there. By the way, can I just say, oh, I was going to say I've, I have seen this week's episode. I have not seen this week's episode. Oh, that's so weird. So I'm covering last week's episode and we're talking about Porcupine. <laughs> I got excited. That was I'm on so me. Sorry. I do apologize. How dare you get excited for anything on this show, Connor? But yeah, no, you're right. Porcupine's a character I, f- I looked into fully expecting him to be terrible. But mm. I think you might like this dude in the same way that you liked Ringmaster. Now, if anyone doesn't remember, we covered a character called Ringmaster. Just a bit, of, give a bit of context to what Sean's saying here. Uh, yeah. Last year, it might have been actually during the pandemic, I think, so maybe two I think years ago. It was ago? actually, yeah. Oh my god, time has flown. Time means nothing. Um, but <laughs> this guy, his, his whole power was he could control people with his mind. Right? He yeah. was basically ultimately the most powerful being in all of Marvel because man he hypnotized can make, Scarlet Witch. Like. He can hypnotize anyone. He can do. He can make them do anything. And his grand plan was not robbing banks. It was not making billions. It was not even starting wars. His grand plan was he ran a little circus. Yeah. And he just wanted to rob people of like $20 bills. He was trying to drum up business to get people to the circus and rob their wallets, <laughs> essentially. A-, a man with no vision, but I respected it because of just a shithousery of, no, 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 let's take small time. But this, uh, Porcupine is arguably a, a man who's all vision. Um, but not so great on the execution. Oh, that's even worse. So, first appearance, and this will tell you a lot about him. First appearance in Tales to Astonish number 48 from July of 1963. Okay, Tales to Astonished. Are we going to be astonished by what this man does? I think you will be, honestly. Uh, he's created by Stanley, Ernest Hart and Don Heck. Um, and Alexander Gentry is the man's name. He was a weapons designer for the United States Army, and he conceived the idea of designing a battlesuit in imitation of a porcupine. Uh, oh, but the, la- the last word of that whole bit, if it had been changed to Iron Man suit, was the exact origin of Tony Stark. <laughs> Honestly, pretty much. Uh, okay. He does come up against some, uh, some Iron Man villains, but mainly in Ant-Man. Ant-Man appeared in Tales to Astonish, and he, Porcupine was originally an Ant-Man villain. Um, why did Stan Lee take Porcupine? I suppose, why did spiders take off? I, that's I, it, it's yeah. just animal-based villains yeah, at this point. It was just win after win for Marvel. Um, so the suit was covered with quill-like projections for defence, and he could shoot its, uh, the quills, which would often contain gases or chemicals, from tubes within the quills. So he now, could when you fire say quills, quills you're saying quills a lot. Quills yeah. are spikes? Spikes. Porcupine spikes are called quills. Uh, I'm using correct porcupine terminology. I've never read a book, Sean. <laughs> okay. Fill me in for, per chance like I'm a fucking idiot, please. Well, that's fair because, well, I think I think we can both empathise with this. Get, Gentry spent months working overtime to create his porcupine battle suit. Uh, he was enormously proud of his achievement when the suit was finished and he believed the invention was worth a fortune. However, Gentry also believed that the government would pay him, as an employee, virtually nothing for this creation. Angrily, he decided to keep the battle suit and to use it to make himself wealthy through crime. And thus... My my arm is up. 
My arm is his up. arm is up. I, he has I, a question. My, my, I just have a quick question. He's come up with all of these situations in his head. Absolutely. None of this has happened. None of this situation has <laughs> happened, but he has immediately decided, oh, sure, I'll give me nothing for it. I'm so, doing myself. <laughs> I think what he's done there is his anxiety has come true and he's created yeah. a whole series of terrible events that would lead him to them go, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to commit crimes. <laughs> That's it. He's already made up his own mind at this point. <laughs> You know what? There's a bit of me that's sad. That's like, maybe if you just asked anyone, just just one government official, what would happen? What would you pay for this? Like, like I'm not saying I have one, but hypothetically, if someone came up with a suit that shot spikes full of syringes, did you say? He's, he can shoot spikes and he can shoot gas out of the spikes. Yeah, like, what would that be worth to you? Like, wink, wink, nod, just nod. Just hypothetically, in a, in a magic world where yeah. that exists. Um, but yeah, he became the porcupine, one of the very first costumed criminals of his generation. So this is like the silver age of comics um, that he starts out in. Because right, bear in mind, this okay. is 63. Fantastic Four were made about six months earlier. So like this is mm. early days of the Marvel, um, the new Marvel. Jesus. So his first attempt at, uh, cr- at crime saw him rob a supposedly burglar-proof bank on opening day. Uh, so the bank had this big ceremony being like, we can't be robbed. And on day one, this dude goes in to rob it. In my head, he was like at home. He's like, I need to open a bank account. But then if I go in and open a bank account, then they'll say to me, oh, I don't have enough credit. And then when I don't have enough credit, then they will turn me down. And then I will be embarrassed in front of everyone in the fucking bank. And then so my mom will ring me and she'll be like, why do you not have any bank account? And then she'll disown me. And then nobody, everyone I love will no longer love me. So I might as well rob them, skip the whole thing. Perfect crime. Perfect crime, exactly. And speaking of people never loving each other, uh, Hank Pym, <laughs> the original Ant-Man. Uh, <laughs> And known his, bastard Hank Pym known bastard Hank Pym and his partner Janet Van Dyne who was the wasp um, were at the bank but were unable to stop Porcupine due to the sleeping gas Janet then fell sick and the pair returned home uh, Hank then used his ants to track down the Porcupine to the army base where he was still employed at the time um, but he was captured and f- had to be freed by the wasp the pair then defeated the porcupine by using liquid cement to jam up all the quills so he could no longer launch or shoot gas out of his quills. Right. Um, they didn't like, however, throw him into some cement because that would kill him. Uh, that would be murder, I believe. But, but Hank Pym, this, I, don't, I wouldn't have asked for anyone Hank else. Pym. I wouldn't have asked for anyone other than Reed Richards or Hank Pym did they throw him into <laughs> a big vat of cement. Did they just kill that man? Um, <laughs> they did not, I'm afraid. Um <laughs> So, however, the porcupine managed to escape and could repair his suit. Uh, Later, porcupine resurfaced and attempted to get at uh, Hank Pym, who's now going as Giant Man. Um, He attempted to get at Hank through the fan club. So this was a time in Marvel Comics where in-universe there was a fan club for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, And what happened is that... (laughs) Ant-Man and the Wasp, so Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne had set up a lab kind of base of operations in New York City and they invited a bunch of fans over and all the fans came dressed as old Ant-Man and the Wasp villains. And so the porcupine just rocked up in his regular costume. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know what? I gotta respect it. That's such a shit plan, but also the best plan. Like, of, like it's the only time in history that plan could have worked because they were expecting all of their the, old villains. The, the issue is, if somebody else, do you think there's a bit of them, right? That when he shows up in his suit. That when nobody else is dressed as Porcupine Man, he's he's a bit disappointed. Like he's a he's bit like, like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, in his head before he's like, right. And if there's another Porcupine, what I'm gonna have to do is take no, them in out his head, first. He's like, well, there's gonna be like seven of them. There is actually gonna be a, at least seven of them. I'm so we can all team up. What they've had. <laughs> so after breaking inside, Porcupine captured the wasp and then fled from Giant Man, who had sprained his ankle during the charity event. Uh, the porcupine allowed the wasp to escape so he could track her back to their home in New Jersey in hopes of learning their secret identities. So, when the porcupine arrived, Giant Man had recovered and was ready for him. And so they battled once again. Porcupine attempted to swallow a handful of Giant Man's growth capsules, but once he ingested them, he realised too late, he accidentally took the shrinking pills and he shrank <laughs> into nothingness. <laughs> this is the most 60s comic book of all time. This is amazing. Yeah, oh no, I accidentally took the shrinking pills. It, and, and you know, it's like like 17 solid speech bubbles of text explaining how that works. <laughs> yeah. And then Hank Pym comes in and just exposits and he just monologues for a whole bunch of panels. Wife again and again. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and while he's doing it, because I'm like, well, I'm a known bastard. I'm going to ring Reed later on. And I'm going to tell him what I did here today. We're going to compare tactics. <laughs> this is awful. Um, so eventually, the effect of the shrinking capsules wore off, and the porcupine, again at normal size, was among many costumed menaces that Doctor Doom assembled to disrupt the re- wedding of Reed Richards and Susan Storm. Of the Fantastic oh, don't get him. Four. He's, he's going from Pim to Richards. That's dangerous. It's, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous step for any man to make. Um, so his self-confidence was shaken, Connor, because he'd been... <laughs> from the very start, it's been shaken. From the very start, this man has no confidence at all. And, so, and then he was defeated again and again by yeah, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And so uh, he received an invitation from Count Lucino Neferia, who was kind of a powerful head of the Magia, um, which, for those that don't know, the Magia in Marvel Comics is the Mafia, but they mm. were afraid in the 60s to write the words Mafia so, for fear so of So Stan Lee thought he'd outsmart the Mafia by changing one letter. Yeah, by going one letter further in the alphabet. Um, <laughs> so they set up a team of kind of costumed agents that they would use to, to accomplish their, their deeds. Um, among the agents were uh, a character called the the eel, uh, the plant man, uh, the scarecrow, who we have covered, um, yeah. and these became Porcupine's friends, and he would ally them himself with them in the future as well. Um, Porcupine and the other costumed agents um, aided Count Neferia in his attempt to hold Washington D.C. for ransom. Um, however, the original X Men thwarted Neferia and all of the costumed agents. Uh, there's once no again, way, there's, sorry, there's no yeah. way that the X-Men are an equal menace or like opposition to a man dressed in a porcupine costume. I would argue X-Men The Last Stand, there is that man who can shoot spikes out of his body for a distance <laughs> no, of about four no, inches. He can create them constantly 
and like shoot them out. Porcupine Man is just dressed in a porcupine suit. Charles Xavier could make him forget his own name. (laughs) Connor, the porcupine suit is worth millions, though. Like. Cyclops would just have to look at him and just laser him into next week. Well, look, that's a fair point, but there was a lot of costumed people at this fight. Um, So the porcupine succeeded uh, in avoiding being taken prisoner. So he's a free man. In avoiding dying. In avoiding, yeah, he he escaped with his life. um, And he blamed the failure. Um, of the the operation of holding the entirety of Washington DC for yeah. ransom, he blamed that on Nefaria and the other agents. So he's like, yeah. those guys are the reason it messed up. I'm not me. It's actually However, a perfect crime. Like we we had the X Men right where we wanted them before they started using their powers. Yeah, if they if we could have just stopped the X Men using their powers, we would have been. Home <laughs> we would have fucked them right up, fist to fist. I would have had them. <laughs> However, Porcupine suspected that, in fact, he himself was inadequate inadequate for the role of being a, quote-unquote, super villain, uh, battling oh superhuman God. opponents. That's so, so sad. he realises after this, look, I'm, I'm not fighting the X-Men. There's no way I can match the X-Men. But I like, I like how he came out big against the Magia, like, oh, they fucked up, it's their problem, but secretly he's like, oh, what if it's me, though? That's <laughs> the thing. It's me? There's this ranking in his head that, like, he's slightly above the Magia, but he's nowhere near any of the X-Men. <laughs> That's so bad. Also true, but you're not meant to think that about yourself. No, but what he did later is that uh, later the Porcupine and a small group of thieves invaded a major Manhattan hotel to steal the valuables in its safe. So back okay. to, like, small scale. Uh, yeah, yeah. This time, the porcupine made a mistake by deciding to rob the wealthy attendees at a fashion show in one of the hotel's ballrooms. Unfortunately for him, the show was being presented by famous Marvel fashion designer Janet Van Dyne. Uh, <laughs> he can't get away from this woman. Moreover, Hank Pym, who was now going as Yellow Jacket, was also present in the audience. Of course he was there. He was there supporting his wife. He's a loving husband, as we've discussed here. <laughs> a loving husband, absolutely infallible man. Um, yeah. Also there was Kyle Richmond. Now, you probably don't know who Kyle Richmond is. He's a character mm. called Nighthawk. And Kyle Richmond, uh, little rich boy, parents killed in a dark alley after an opera. Uh, took to vengeance in a winged dark costume at night. Uh, Sounds kind of like Robin. Very similar to Robin, actually. So the the Wasp, Yellow Jacket and Nighthawk quickly defeated the criminals and Porcupine felt humiliated after being overpowered by the Wasp and Yellow Jacket again. But is the idea that if they had never got into that ballroom conference area, like they would have gotten away with it? They would have just robbed the safe. No one would have known and they would have left. But he's like, let's go pick all their pockets. Let's go. Let's go rob them all while they're, while they're enjoying some when fashion. When you see Janet, he's like, ah, oh, for f- fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus. Probably like his heart must have dropped. And then he looks around yeah, and all he, he sees is the like, face of Hank Pym. He had like his, the pit in his tummy, but like he had to act cool. He's like, oh, well, Janet's here. That shouldn't be an issue. Oh, Hank's here too. Oh, oh well, just a bit more. Batman. Oh, <laughs> oh it's Batman light. <laughs> so he was arrested. Uh, Porcupine was arrested. And in prison, he vowed to never be defeated again. And to ensure this, 
he decided never to wear the porcupine suit again. <laughs> He's you know fully what? given up. <laughs> He's so shit. He's lost every battle that's got to the point where he's just given up. He's just, it's not worth it. He just can't lose anymore. Like, it's confidence. It will break him if he has one more loss. <laughs> I love, in my head, he's tapping his forehead like, can't lose if I never dress up, can I? Can't lose. Ha ha. And so what he did was, so he served his time. Like, he just served his prison sentence and re- legally got released from prison. Um, oh, porcupine. He's like, but he's still in the back of his head. Is like the porcupine suit is the best thing that anyone's ever made. So he tries to sell it, <laughs> and he tries to sell it to groups like AIM, Hydra, the Kingpin, the Magia, and the Serpent but Society. They're much more likely to rob him. Yes, than the government are. Now, but what's worse is most of them don't even want it. They're of like, this is. Don't. There's no point in us buying this. Some people what, offer what him like $100 for it as well. What use is the porcupine suit to Kingpin? What the fuck is Kingpin going to do with that suit? Nothing. Yeah. Actually, the Serpent Society, I don't have this in the report, but it's just in my head, is that the Serpent Society, they're like, okay, but there's never been like a successful crime pulled off while wearing the porcupine suit. And so he's like, I'll prove it to you. And he goes and picks a fight with Captain America to try and defeat him. No, in my head, he's like, I'm going to go fight Hulk. I'll show you. Watch yeah. this. I'm going to fuck Hulk up. And so in despair, so none of the villains, none of the like teams of villains want his suit just at all. Just go to the government and just say, I've reformed. I have a cool thing. Would you like it? Well, what he does, it's kind of similar. He tries to sell it to the Avengers. Uh, his argument being that it would prevent it from ha- falling into the hands of their enemies. But he just tried to sell it to all their enemies before he went there. Well, that, but now he's now he's desperate. Uh, and Semantics. He, and he talks to Captain America again. And Captain America is intrigued by the proposal. Not so much for the suit. Yeah. But because he was like, wait, you got... you." you got a meeting with the Serpent Society. And so he's like, I want to take them down. I'm trying to hunt them down. That's like um, Diamondback and things like that um, is in the Serpent Society. And so Captain America agrees that the Avengers will buy the porcupine suit if porcupine helps him get to members of the Serpent Society. It's the equivalent of Steve Rogers giving him 20 euro and tell him the fuck off. Like, here's for your trouble. Because... but I'm I'm too nice. Steve Rogers is too nice to say no, but he's also realised it's a shit suit. That's he's like it's easier to pay you and get the information than to try and do it myself. Look at him, he must be like, if I give this to Tony Stark, he will laugh me out the fucking room, gentry. Yeah. Tony Stark who has like like eventually gets like adamantium in his blood to make a suit out of. So He's working with nanobots, his lad has a suit. <laughs> So the plan was, is that um, Porcupine would pretend to have captured Captain America and offer him to the Serpent Society to kill. Um, And so this is the first time in years that Porcupine puts on the suit because he has to play the part, you see. Oh, Um, don't tell me he turns and goes evil. He's an idiot. No, so he was actually terrified. He did not want to have to do any fighting because of all the losses he had already suffered. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is it. And so Captain America tells him, no, as soon as as soon as you hand me over to the Serpent Society, you can leave. That's okay. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> and so four Society members appeared, which are Cottonmouth, Death Adder, Diamondback and Rattler. Uh, Captain Some America names. took the... Pardon? Some names. Cottonmouth. Great names. Cottonmouth. He's in uh, Luke Cage. Uh, he's yeah. uh, Mahershala Ali plays him, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so Captain America took the members by surprise. Porcupine began to flee. Now, Diamondback of the Serpent Society realises that Porcupine had set him up and went after him. Oh, um, no. He threw two nitroglycerin-filled diamond weapons at him, which exploded on impact, damaging his battle suit, but not harming him. Okay. Oh, no, but the battle suit's where his value as a human comes from. Literally, seeing his only valuable asset, the costume damaged, he flew into a rage and attacked Diamondback. In my head, he's like, no, nah, I'm jumping into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> she again damaged the suit somehow, and as he tried to escape her, he tripped and fell, oh, Connor. <laughs> oh, no, gravity took him out. Due to the damage to his suit... Yeah. Uh, Porcupine was impaled on one of his own quills when he what? fell. What? Apparently, no! the quill went into his heart and it yeah. actually proved fatal. So. I'm sad. Happened? The Serpent Society escapes. Captain America defeats three of them, but Diamondback gets away. And Captain America found Porcupine dying and in despair. Porcupine said, I'm going to die as I lived. One big loser. Oh, no. <laughs> Captain America tried to reassure him, telling him that he had helped him defeat three Serpent Society members and therefore he was a hero. I like the idea that he's like, you helped me defeat three, but one of them did get away. So well, the, I mean, the main one got away. So. Yeah, like a little bit of a loser, <laughs> but not all the way. So Porcupine refused to believe Captain America's kind words, stating that he was nothing and had led a worthless life. Captain America replied that he had proved to be a worthy opponent. However, it's not known whether it mattered to Porcupine as he passed seconds later without another word. What? In tribute, Captain America had him buried Fucked in a grave. Fucked up his next five missions. <laughs> no, he had him buried in a grave reserved by the Avengers for those who have fallen in battle. The battle suit was put on display in Avengers Mansion labelled Battle Armour of the Porcupine, Honoured Foe of the Avengers. Ah. So, ah. he died, but it's kind of a happy ending. See, but, look, I'm going to say so bad here. Maybe it's going to make me look bad, Sean. But I think anyone but Steve Rogers, they just leave him there to die. <laughs> Steve, oh, Steve Rogers absolutely. is too nice. You tell me, like, Ant-Man isn't sitting there in front of him. That Ant-Man's not just going to leave him to die. would have thrown a few sly kicks in. Just to he speed it up. jabbed a few extra quills in and just <laughs> finished the job. Reed Richards would have pointed and laughed and then experimented on his body. And very briefly, it's a very brief powers and abilities, Connor, I will be honest. Yeah. Um, abilities, he is a reasonably talented weapons designer. The, you know what his power is? The friends he made along the way. That's the powers. That is true, but he didn't make any friends until the didn't very moment he Didn't make any friends. He's not very good on powers, to be honest. No. Uh, and then on the mar- equipment, porcupine armor, uh, so he can shoot uh, poisonous and knock out gas, and he can fire quills from the armor. 
notes in actuality a porcupine cannot shoot its quills uh, that's just an element of that and then on the 1 to 7 rating system he has an intelligence of 3 strength of 4 that's in the armour speed of 2 durability of 3 again that's in the armour energy projection of 1 and fighting skills of 3 so he's a regular man but he wears some armour he might be one of the worst ones we've ever done. I think so. I think so. But I, like that last story with Captain America being like, "No, you're not. Like you're not. You didn't waste your life." But he kind of did. I yeah. Um, but I think Captain America is so nice. He would always do that, no matter who you were. Like if Silverback right did mm-hmm. one good thing before they died, Captain America would be like, "You know what? You're you all right, yourself. kid." You know you did, you're you already right in my, in my book, book. Kid. You're, you're good, right? You're going to bury it in the Avengers graves. That's fair. But Tony Stark is sitting in front of Porcupine. He'd be like, ah, walk it off. Tony Stark's like, I am not putting you in the graves. <laughs> yeah, you're not going beside fucking like Bucky Barnes or anyone like that. <laughs> Bucky Barnes followed by Porcupine. <laughs> I just, like, he's just a man who came up with a half-decent idea once and yeah. was so terrified of using it, he decided to go evil and then it was just never good. The more he used it, the less value it had. Because it, it ruined the name of the Porcupine Arm. It would be like if Iron Whereas Man if lost every fight. it sold it when it was fresh... Even one loss, you say, I couldn't use it, but I'll pass it on to somebody that could. But he, the fact that he kept using it until he eventually got to the point where he's like, I'm going to quit because yeah. I'm just shit. But the fact that he never even tried to sell it to the military, he just assumed <laughs> they wouldn't pay him. But the Magia, now they'll pay up front. Yeah, oh, they will honour a commitment, definitely. <laughs> Kingpin won't kill me. <laughs> but that, Connor, is everyone's favourite She-Hulk guest character, Porcupine. Oh, until this week, Sean. Until this week, which I haven't watched yet. Because I've seen Frogman. You've seen Frogman? How is I've he? I've seen Frogman. Uh, he is real. Um, I think you will like him. He, he okay. made me laugh at least twice because of okay. how dumb he is. Excellent. That's um, all I want from I, that character. I, I related it to Kite Man, hell yeah. Um, okay. Frogman, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, no, Frogman has his own catchphrase in this week's She-Hulk, but I'm not going to tell you it because it's so silly. I will watch um, it later and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to take us out, Sean? Yes, please, Connor. Uh, so if you like what you heard here, we have hundreds of other Hero or Zero episodes covering a whole bunch of really good comic book characters, really terrible comic book characters, and some in the middle, I think. But most are good or bad. Yeah, Nightwing's um, in there somewhere. Nice shit. Dog shit, that lad. Um, <laughs> it's my favourite one. Um, you can go over here for hire.ie. So up on the website is like basically every episode we've ever done. And every Hero Zero is up there. And they'll automatically play on the website. It's all good. Um, they might be on iTunes and Spotify, but I think they delete them after like 100. Like you can scroll down to 100. Yeah, they don't show up in search or something them. like that. It's very I'm strange. I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah we also have a Patreon and we recently reviewed Batman or the Lego Batman movie if you want to head on over there uh, we had great fun with it it was very yeah. funny best, um, best interpretation of Batman in my opinion we have loads of other extra extra episodes extra VIP content uh, it's exclusive to the Patreon so you won't get it here on the free uh, stream but you'll still get the same three episodes but we have like movie reviews from old comic book movies 
see if they still hold up. But we've been doing it for years. So there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah, it has been um, years, actually, now that you say it. Years, yeah. There's a whole load. I don't know how many movies we've done, but, like, it's a shit ton. Too many. <laughs> In Matt's terms, a shit ton. Um, also reviews for all the Disney Plus shows. So we've got Loki reviews, Captain America, or Falcon and Winter Soldier reviews, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, if you could give us a like and subscribe, whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on, and most importantly, if you could just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Neal. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.